0: The internet suffered a massive outage early Tuesday with sites such as Amazon, Reddit, Twitch, as well as our very own site, all down with a 503 error. It's all a result of a company called Fastly. What does it do, and how did this little-known company cause such a big impact? I'm Roger Chang, this is your Daily Charge. Joining me to discuss all things Fastly is our senior European correspondent, Katie Collins. Welcome, Katie. It's lovely to be here, Roger. Well, we really appreciate you being out there in Europe and able to tackle this when we were all sleeping or just waking up. Uh, (laughs) And and just a warning to listeners, because we're talking about the inner workings of the internet, things will get a little bit wonky. Uh, But just to start things off, if you could briefly talk about the outage and just how widespread it was.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So this all happened while the whole of America was asleep pretty much. Um, But around uh, 2.58am Pacific time, um, there was a kind of a notice that went out and nobody spotted it. um, But it basically, it was from a company called Fastly and it said, we're currently investigating the potential impact to, Performance with our content delivery network services, and shortly thereafter, there were reports all across Twitter of major news publications, including the BBC, CNN, the New York Times, CNET, um, plus a bunch of other things, just totally being offline and people getting error messages everywhere. Um, and you know, actually, Twitter was one of the few few things that was actually still working, um, although its emoji. Uh, server was um, was affected. So people were tweeting uh, about the outage um, with emojis and the tweets were showing up, but the emojis were all over the shop.
0: So an interesting morning, an interesting start of the day, uh, at least for us. And, and to be fair, I was awake at this time. I just wasn't logged on yet. So I did not actually get to deal with this outage. But th- like you said, this stemmed from this problem from Fastly. Now, if you can talk a little bit about what Fastly is and and how it was able to impact so many different sites.
1: Yeah. Um, so, as you mentioned up top, Fastly um, is kind of a wonky company that de- deals in the back end of in- the internet. Um, and effectively, what it does, to kind of cut a long story short, is it, makes, it sits between uh, websites and their kind of back end servers and makes sure that those websites kind of run uh the websites as we see them on the web they run kind of nice and fast with really quick load times and optimized images um that show up really quickly and smoothly whenever you land on a web page and also kind of perform some vital cybersecurity functions by protecting sites from being overloaded with like ddos attacks and bots and that kind of thing um so that's kind of what the company does um and uh yeah it's um it's one of the kind of only companies out there that does this. Um, so it's pretty widespread uh, across the whole of the internet. Like you have no idea it's there kind of operating in the background, but it is, as we found out today.
0: Yeah. And you, know, something to, uh, you refer to this in your stories. It's uh, something called edge computing. And we've talked about mobile edge computing on this show in the past. But basically, this idea that there are, I guess, copies of the original site that are placed that that vastly holes that are placed closer to various regions so that it's it, it speeds up the load time is that effectively what what that does
1: yeah absolutely so i kind of if you think about it this way so say i've got like i'm going to use an analogy here that's that kind of explains it in physical terms say i've got like an addiction to like an american candy um, like I don't know like cell patch kids or something and I need that all the time. Um I can't keep going back and forth, you know, I live in the UK. I can't keep going back and forth to America to get them. Um but like there's a shop here that's that stocks them that I can go in like, you know, when I've run out, I can go and you know get my fix from there instead. So even though it's like a totally American thing, I can get it over here. And that's effectively what Fastly's doing, but for the internet, it's um it's kind of storing a local version that you can get access to more quickly and, and efficiently um, without having to waste loads of time and effort going to, you know, flitting back and forth across, uh, across the Atlantic.
0: Right. And thank you for that delicious analogy because now, now I want <laughs> Sour Patch kids. Uh, <laughs> Interestingly enough, as you noted at the top, CNET was also uh, also suffered from the same outage issues. So you kind of had to write this blind, right? Like, talk about a little bit about what that was like.
1: Yeah. So the whole of CNET was offline, but our content management system, um, which is what we use to upload stories to the internet, um, is uh, was still working because it's only the outward facing part of the website that was affected. Um, so um, I was writing up the story because it's obviously the huge tech story of the day. Um, I was writing it up in our content management system and publishing it to an audience of people who couldn't read it <laughs> because <laughs> the website was offline um, and it meant that I couldn't preview it um, see how it looked, uh, which is, you know, something that we're encouraged to do to make sure that everything's appearing properly once we publish something as it should. Um, so yeah, it was, it was an interesting exercise for me in online publishing for
0: sure. Yeah. The being able to publish blind, although I guess on the other side, folks couldn't read it anyway until our site was yeah. back up. Yeah. So
1: yeah. So if it was a whole mess, then, <laughs> then no one would have known.
0: <laughs> right. Well, well, at least we know that story was ready for when the site was back up. So mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. did Fastly offer any kind of explanation on the system failure, like what happened?
1: So they did. But, you know, it's again, it's a wonky kind of system. And uh, their their explanation is kind of equally wonky. So what they said, both in a tweet and in a statement to me, was we identified a service configuration that kind of triggered disruptions um, across the globe and they then disabled that configuration and now the network's back online. So, you know, basically it does, something went wrong. (laughs) They found what went wrong and they fixed it. Um, But, you know, that's that's all we really know. And, you know, what caused that thing to go wrong? uh, We still don't know. And I imagine that they're kind of investigating it um, to try and stop it from happening again.
0: Ryan, we've had a number of notable cyber attacks recently uh, you know thinking about the colonial pipeline hack is, is a big one out here in the US any indication that this was a cyber attack well um, no
1: uh, to be kind of upfront about this there were a lot there was a lot of speculation on Twitter that you know there was I think cyber attack was actually trending on Twitter as this was going on Um and, you know, obviously cyber attacks can be one of the reasons that websites get taken down um, and they can cause outages, but that's, they're just one of many things that can go wrong. You know, we all use technology all the time. We all see how often it fails us in all, di- all different ways. So, you know, it, w- it would definitely be jumping to conclusions to say that this was a cyber attack. There's, there's not been any evidence of that so far.
0: Okay, and, and uh, as mentioned earlier, you know, we got a lot of 503 error messages on the internet today as it all kind of broke down. What exactly is a 503 error? So, you
1: know, you, you'll probably be used to seeing error messages, um, maybe 404 error, um, you know, when you're trying to access a site. Um, and it's kind of, it's basically showing you that uh, the server that hosts the website that you're trying to access isn't ready to handle the requests that you're putting in. A um, uh, 503 error code in particular is a kind of a temporary code that indicates that there's a temporary problem going on that will be quickly resolved. Um, and it's kind of commonly used when a server's down for maintenance or has been overloaded. Or, you know, in this example, if, you know, a crucial service has uh, fallen flat on its face.
0: <laughs> right, right. Well, and, and ultimately, like, the the outage only lasted about, was it an hour and a half, two hours before it was pretty much resolved?
1: Uh yeah, I think around an hour and a half. It was it's true it was tricky to tell because, you know, they had um it affected different regions and different websites all differently. So, you know, there were as, as the CNET team, we were talking to our colleagues in Australia at the same time and saying, Oh, can you access it? And sometimes it would be online and then sometimes it would be down again. So it was really hard to tell exactly how long the outage lasted because it was different everywhere and on every site. Um but yeah, it wasn't that long
0: in this instance. Right. And just sort of stepping back, I mean, how is it that so many companies, so many different sites, are tied up with a single company?
1: Mm. Yeah, it's a really interesting question um, because I and I think that the answer is this is a kind of a niche service that's also essential that Fastly provides. Um, and you know, we we've seen similar issues with um, other essential services um, that only you know a small number of. Companies provide like Cloudflare and Amazon Web Services, um, and you know they've both been hit by similar outages as well. Um, and it, you know, for for web web property owners um, and web publishers uh, such as CNET, you know, these services kind of essential because um, it makes sure that the sites run faster and it protects them. Um, but if you don't have Uh, you know, a a whole bunch of different companies that are offering this service. It just means that basically the whole internet becomes reliant on this small handful of services, which, you know, I think from this point on, there's going to be a lot of questions asked about, you know, whether it's such a, you know, whether that's a good way of running the internet um, and, you know, whether there should be, whether there is a better way of doing things um, that would, ensure that the internet is at less risk in future.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There's there's the fact that there are so many of these single points of failure throughout the internet makes it um, yeah, it's it's surprising things don't fall apart more often. Well, Katie, thank you for your time. You can check out her story on CNET.com. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge or sign up for direct text messages from me by heading to CNET.co slash Daily Charge. And if you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang.